Good evening, y'all. Welcome to episode seven of WYS. Crazy night, having lots of technical difficulties, and apparently it isn't just us today. How was your cell phone working today, y'all? Did you have any problems making phone calls? We're going to talk about that today. Also, we're going to talk about this Chinese national that has been hired to the San Francisco Board of Electors, man. Can't even, uh, they're going to control the election policy for San Francisco and they can't even vote themselves. Isn't that fun how the way uh, they do it in California? They do it a little bit differently in California, I must say. I must say. Also, also, um, we're going to talk about, we went live last week and talked about Trump and the Ingerin case when it came out and the verdict, but we're going to go deeper into that into the appeal today. We're going to talk about some trans stuff that's flooding the news. Lots of lots of trans stuff uh, from Riley Gaines to um, to some crazy bills and some not so crazy bills out there. Men and women sports, all the good stuff. Also going to talk about Project 2025 and how maybe this can be combated one day. There's a war on food. Your grocery prices are going up and uh, there's... Interesting solutions being proposed and being enacted by the Democrats. Also, Biden's just helping Iran arm itself and build up their military. So, you know, way to go, Biden. That's still going on. And then, last but not least, some AI craziness. Woke AI. Racist AI from Google, apparently. We're going to talk about that as well. But the first thing is first... Major, major cell phone outage today. It happened approximately, I think, uh, between 3 and 5 a.m. this morning, depending on, on where you are, where you live. And also, it went on throughout the day. AT&T, the most affected, also Verizon, T-Mobile. I did hear from Verizon saying that mostly their problems were when they were trying to contact and call AT&T customers, so I'm not sure the full extent of what happened uh, with Verizon, but AT&T definitely affected today, y'all. Cell phone outage hits AT&T customers nationwide. Verizon and T-Mobile also affected. Tens of thousands of AT&T customers were left without service for hours on Thursday for their home, phone, internet, and mobile phone services. The outages started popping up just before 3.30 a.m., Eastern, according to a graph shown on the website that tracks outages just before 2 p.m. Eastern, the number of reports had declined drastically to nearly 49,000, uh, 4,900, excuse me, after spiking to more than 73,000 just after 9 a.m. Now, there's a lot of concern. Is this, nobody knows why this happened. Nobody knows why this happened. Were you affected? Y'all let me know if you were affected in the chat. I see you out there, chat. Welcome to episode seven. Thank you for being here. There's lots of speculation. Some said maybe there's a sun flare. Who knows? But it seems most of the evidence seems to be aimed at y'all. Homeland and FBI and Homeland Security urgently investigating whether AT&T outage was a cyber attack, as security expert tells DailyMail.com. It has all the hallmarks of a hack. Mm-hmm. Thousands of Americans have been without cellular service for hours. Issue stems from a nationwide outage hitting AT&T and other pro- providers. Federal agencies are urgently investigating. 
Homeland Security are on the hunt to track down what disrupted service AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile, and a dozen other cellular providers. While the agencies have not shared details, a security expert told DailyMail.com that the outage has hallmarks of a hack. Lee McKnight, associate professor at Syracuse University in New York, said the widespread nature appears to be a massive distributed denial of service, a DDoS, attack on core Internet infrastructure. This type of attack attempts to crash a website or online service by bombarding it with a torrent of super, a super uh, excuse me, superfluous requests at exactly the same time. The surge of simple requests overloaded the servers, causing them to be overwhelmed and shut down. So cyber attacks, y'all. There's been a lot of this in the news. China recently did the same thing to Israel with their phones. They're doing it to Japan right now. And this is not an isolated incident at all, at all. So if you look, let's see here. This was something in the news last week. FBI director says China cyber attacks on U.S. infrastructure now at unprecedented scale. Christopher Ray warns that pre-positioned malware could be triggered to disrupt critical systems in the U.S. Wow, this was just happening, just happening, and now it's happening again. How about that? So they just warned about it, and then, then a week later, a week later, there's a huge, massive outage for cell phones. So coincidence? I don't believe in coincidence, man. You know, some languages don't even have a word for coincidence. So lots to unpack here. I mean, we're getting word just last week that Russia, and they have said more about it, Russia having a potential EMP attack on us this year. There's a timeline on that now. That's kind of crazy. Um, scare tactic or legit? I'm not sure, y'all. I'm not sure. So kind of scary times man kind of scary times all the meanwhile let's see here i'm having so i'm having lots of technical difficulties myself tonight y'all y'all please bear with me there we go Leaked files show, um, now I'm getting a freaking paywall. This is, I'm having a great time with this stuff right now. The headline is, Leaked files show the secret world of China hiring hackers from across the globe to do their bidding. It's insane. It's insane. So get used to this. Is there more of this to come? I'm not quite sure, but it's not, that was pretty successful. It's not an omen of good things to come. Now, Speaking of China, in the news, y'all, Sam Fran just hired a Chinese national to its board of elections. It's election commission. A Chinese immigrant has been sworn in. She's been here four years, sworn in to serve on San Francisco's election commission despite her lack of U.S. citizenship, raising national security concerns. As one U.S. senator warns that Chinese President Xi Jinping is playing the long game. Kelly Wong, an immigration rights activist who came to the U.S. in 2019 from Hong Kong for her graduate studies, was unanimously appointed, unanimously appointed to San Francisco's Board of Supervisors to the city's election commission February 14th. She is believed to be the first non-citizen ever 
to sit on the commission after California voters approved a measure in 2020 to eliminate the citizenship requirement to sit on San Francisco boards. Can you believe this crap? That's what you get. That's what you get, California. You got non-citizens on your board of elections helping deter your determine your voting rights and your voting laws. There was always, and then that's some quotes from her, blah, 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 blah. Let's see, let's see. She will oversee voter registrations, mail-by-vote ballots, voting locations, and election observations. This appointment is a milestone for all immigrant and marginalized communities through San Francisco. Oh, goody, Wong said. Representation matters. Thousands of immigrants living in the city hold stakes in politics, and there's no better way to have representatives serving Immigrants, not legal immigrants, or not even citizens. These are not citizens. Why is California doing this? It's subverting the will of its own people. It's give, It used to be uh, no taxation without representation. Now you don't even have to have representation. I mean, now you're getting representation if you ain't even a citizen. It's insane. And all the citizens and all these more immigrants they import over here, your vote and your voice is getting diminished and getting drowned out because they're importing a new class of voter. And this woman right here is going to help make sure she does all she can to help out those that aren't legally citizens in this country, in the, in the, especially in the city specifically of San Francisco. Coming on down here, Wong's appointment to elections has some around the country concerned, you think? about China's increasing influence with Senator Eric Schmidt warning that President Xi Jinping is playing the long game, quote-unquote, after 50, 452 Chinese migrants were caught at the southern border in just the past three days per Customs and Border Protection data. Look, they're flooding our borders with fentanyl and killing Americans. China is playing the long game here, the Republicans said, arguing that Chinese have completely populated the spaces that people make decisions, including the White House. And they paying Joe Biden. We all know about that. We all got the documentation and the bank records of Joe Biden getting money from China. Nobody cares. Nobody cares, apparently. This is how civilizations, you know, ultimately lose their way in the idea of having an open border where anybody can come from anywhere without questions is nuts. We need to do everything we can right now to so, sort of hold Mayorkas responsible and President Joe Biden responsible. Yeah, you think? I agree, sir. It's just crazy. Why would you do this to your own citizens, to your own people? It serves no purpose and or it serves a purpose. Let me let me back up on that. It serves a purpose to the globalist agenda and to subverting the sovereignty of the United States of America. Now, what else is, do you remember something else that happened in China? I mean, in China, in uh, California with a Chinese national. Do you remember this story? Oh, House Ethics Committee concludes probe into Eric Swalwell interaction with suspected Chinese spy. Now, y'all remember this? Eric Swalwell over there sleeping with the Chinese spies, man. As you were aware, on April 9th, 2021, the Committee of Ethics informed you that it is determined to investigate allegations raised in the complaint that you may have violated House rules, laws, or other standards of conduct in connection with your interaction with Miss Christine Fang. The committee will take no further action in this matter. Oh, imagine that. The House Committee closed its two-year investigation into Swalwell's ties 
to suspect a Chinese spy, Christine Fang, and will take no action against the California Democrat. I'm telling you what, man, this shit is crooked as hell. I'm so tired of this shit. And, and the double standard of justice, the two-tier system of justice, now you got Democrat representatives sleeping with the enemy, sleeping with Chinese spies in the same state that's allowing Chinese people, probably a Chinese spy, if I had to guess and was a betting man, probably uh, doing the will of Xi Jinping. Don't forget, this was just two months ago. Two months ago. Here you go. Xi Jinping and Gavin Newsom, right? They're hanging out, man. Just two months ago. What do you think they're talking about? What do you think they're talking about? They're probably talking about getting this lady appointed. That's one thing. Come on. He's got tentacles all in this government. He's got he's lining the pockets of our representatives in order to subvert our will and promote what China needs. I wonder what they do attack Taiwan. I wonder how that's going to go. And speaking of the cell phone and all these terrorist uh, and, and cyber attack stuff on our infrastructure, FBI warned of last week. Now all the cell towers go down. What do you think if you were China? Now, if you were China and you want to invade Taiwan, you're going to wait till Trump gets in office? Or are you kind of maybe laying the groundwork, testing out a few things before you launch your offensive and try to invade the island of Taiwan? It's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. And I don't know if we have the backbone to stop it in this country, especially not the Democrats, especially not the—they all bought off anyway. Half the Republicans, it seems like, doing the will of China. And now they got Chinese nationals on the board of electors in an election commission in San Francisco. Now, all you got to do is ask yourself, if this was your state or if this was, let me put it to you like this. If Trump won the presidency and all the people counting the votes were foreign nationals, the liberals would be an uproar. There would be, I mean, from wall to wall coverage, of a rigged election, stolen election, all this stuff, because it's federally against the law for this to happen. This is against federal law. But the citizens of California voted this crap in. You can't make it up, and that's what you get. So I don't know. Maybe that's what they want. I don't know. But California, it's its own hellhole right now. That's all I know. And you got human shit all over the streets. You got to play hopscotch to get down the block. And now you got Chinese people running your elections. All right. That's what you want. You make that bed, you lie in it, y'all. Come on, California. You need to figure out what's going on. I'll see you out there, chat. <laughs> Love you back, chat. What's up? I see you, Ben. Good to see you again, man. All right, we're going to talk about this Trump appeal. I went live last week. Don't forget to subscribe, hit the bell, especially once you hit the subscription, because then you know if I go live and do a pop-up live when there's breaking news like this that needs to be addressed, like I did last Friday, the day after the stream, was when the verdict came down. I went live and talked about that um, at some length last week. So don't forget to hit the bell, hit the sub, hit the like, and stay on top of what we're doing here at WIS. So now... Already talked about some of this last week. Like I said, it's a sad day for America when you have Soviet-style weaponization of government against its political opposition, which is matter-of-fact what this is, okay? So a few things that happened during this trial. Uh, old Letitia James started out by asking for $250 million for 
as a as a fee for this. Now, once the case started and the trial started and they got access to Trump's financial records and seeing what the Trump organization is all about and seeing how much cash he had on hand, knock that up to 350 million. Let's add another 100 million on top. What's 100 million between friends, man? What's 100 million between friends? So uh, now there's stories out there about Trump having some issues potentially. uh, Well, he has two options right now. One of them is to secure a bond because he's going to appeal this. So he doesn't, you know, weirdly, the law is that he has to pay this before he appeals it, potentially, if the judge uh, will not allow otherwise. So he will have to get a bond for this uh, amount of what is now with interest about $450 million. And now the story out there is who's going to do that? Trump faces hurdles in securing appeal bond for fraud case. Former President Donald Trump will need to secure a massive bond as he appeals the New York civil fraud trial ruling, ordering him to pay more than $450 million in penalties and interest. Trump attorney Alina Haba said that they are prepared to post a roughly $400 million appeal bond. Experts say, oh, here's experts say Trump may have to liquidate real estate assets to collateralize such a large bond. Okay, so that's they're trying to take everything away from this man. Every bit of cash he has. He was on uh, getting interviewed on Fox the other day from uh, Laura Ingram and said they saw how much cash I have and they're just trying to take it. Because a lot of you know his of his billion dollar empire is in real estate and in other things that are tied up, but his cash flow is about 400, 450 million dollars, and that's exactly what this ruling came down as once they added the interest and penalties. Ain't that cute? Now another thing, Letitia James has said when asked, uh, "Well, what what might happen if Trump can't afford to pay that right now?" Up front, she said, "Well, I look up at Forty Wall Street every day," meaning. She wants to seize his real estate properties. She wants to take his hard-earned business and buildings, not just the cash. She wants to take the buildings away now. This just scared the hell out of anybody in real estate in New York, okay? Because what's crazy about this is they said he overvalued his his, uh, properties, right? But the banks do their own due diligence. When you submit a you know, a form and you're trying to, to submit for a loan, the bank just doesn't take you at your word and say, oh, you say it's worth this much? Cool, here you go. They go back and they check behind you. And if they find something inconsistent, then that's a problem. But they also signed on. They did their own due diligence and signed on to these loans, which were paid back on time. Everybody made money. There were no victims. It's nuts. So everybody knows she ran on getting Trump before knowing anything about the Trump organization, before getting into this trial, before getting into this case, before getting access to any information, she was running on getting Trump. Now, she was refuting that, uh, apparently, lately. Check this out. The President of the United States has complained that I'm engaging in some sort of political witch hunt, that I've got some personal vendetta against him, huh. that I campaigned against him. Yeah, that is you. not true. This illegitimate no, president who sits in the White House. That president, because he's not my Sounds like election denying to me. We've got to get ready to mobilize and we've got to get ready to agitate and irritate until victory is won. Success irritating the shit out of me. Until Trump is defeated. 
Vice Prosecutor Trump having lisps. Is that like I a prerequisite? Give you the same level of respect that you gave to President Obama, and that is absolutely no respect at all. Donald Trump has got to go. Hey, hey. Ho, ho. Donald Trump has got to go. Hey, hey. Ho, ho. Come on, Daddy. I'm Donald Trump. Just say it's pleasant. Yeah, I guess we know differently now. I guess we see huh, some of that. Now, there's an interesting uh, interesting little article that PBD put out on, on X, I think it was yesterday or the day before. Now, do you know that in this case, the New York attorneys and everything suing Trump said that his Mar-a-Lago property was worth only $18 million, which is far less than what Trump valued it at and these loans. You want to see something cool? I got something for you. You ready? How about this? This is from 1981, 40 years ago. The New York freaking Times. You can't make this shit up. An article from the New York Times, the state where all this is happening is, talks about Mar-a-Lago being sold for $20 million 40 years ago. I wonder what it I wonder what the <laughs> anything looked like in price 40 years ago. I wonder what your grocery bill, I wonder what the average mortgage payment was 40 years ago. I know the average mortgage payment under Trump was about 1500 bucks and under Biden is about 3500 bucks. So 24, excuse me, 40 years ago Mar-a-Lago was valued at 20 million dollars and in this crooked ass case they just came out and said hey, giant-ass property in Palm Beach is worth $2 million less than it was 40 years ago. This is a damn joke, man. <laughs> it's a joke. We have proof now that, that Letitia James went to D.C. right before she filed a complaint. Who was she meeting with? Who was she coordinating with? Okay, that's the kind of stuff that we need to get to the bottom of because this is clearly a coordinated attack, all right? We know that Biden, lots of internal reports and leaks lately and from a White House that has no leaks, is totally pissed off at Merrick Garland, the AG. Now, why are you mad at Merrick Garland? Oh, because maybe you're coordinating all the stuff. Isn't it weird that 91 felony counts came out against your political opponent at the same time as the election started, as the campaign started. That's crazy. So his other option is to get a um, a bond, uh, or you can ask the judge who would normally in a case like this when you're appealing, he would delay the verdict of a month so that you can get your appeal in order and not have to pay $450 million. So what do you think happened in this case? Oh, there you go. Judge denies the request to pause the 354, which is now 450 something million with interest payment. The judge denied it. Which judge? Which judge? This judge. That guy right there. Now you can look at him and you know he ain't vote for Trump. Come on. Sometimes you can just look at somebody and say, they ain't vote for Trump. And that's what they look. That's a, that's textbook. Example A of what it looked like when you ain't voting for Trump, okay? And not only is he not voting for Trump, he's a Biden donor. 
This guy is literally a Biden donor. Now, this is what happens when you dare to try the establishment, when you dare to fight against these globalists, this cabal, this new world order, these bought and paid for Democrats, these socialists, Marxists, anything else I can call them in the book, I will because they're all accurate descriptors. This is what happens. Ask Elon Musk. Since he bought Twitter, now called X, he's been in several, seven, excuse me, federal investigations. Seven. This is Soviet-style shit. They all talking about Nancy Pelosi on this week, talking about Russia Putin again as it relates to Trump, talking about he's got influence over him. They want to bring up Russia all the time as a a boogeyman, and this is Soviet-style damn behavior, y'all. You can't make this up. Going after your political component. Elon Musk was a hero of the left with all his green cars and electric cars and, and uh, has done more for uh, electric car industry than any, any everybody else combined. Superhero of the left until he bought X and allowed people like me, people like my audience, to have a platform to say their mind, speak their mind, and not be afraid of censorship, unlike it was before when the New York Post, the fourth largest and oldest publication in the United States, was censored right before the election for breaking the Hunter Biden laptop story. Anybody that was questioning the vaccine, censored. Doctors, Harvard doctors, Stanford doctors, MDs, they had a different opinion than the Democrat machine was censored on Twitter before Elon Musk took it over. And they knew how powerful that was. And because he bought it and opened it up to everybody, the crazy people on the left, they still on there if they want to be. But because he did that, seven federal investigations since. So we'll see where this goes. I think he will win or at least get a partial victory on appeal because there's so much crookedness in this. This is so unprecedented. There's so much clearly... uh, Political bias in this case, I think he's got a good chance on appeal if he can get a fair shake. That's a big if. If he can get a fair shake in front of his appeal in the appellate court. Now, lots of other stuff going on in the news. Speaking of two tiers of justice, okay, you might have heard of Riley Gaines. Okay, she is the swimmer that had to go up against the male swimmer in the NCAA championships. And she lost to a biological male and has been on the rampage ever since fighting for women's rights in sports. And I think it was a year ago, maybe two years ago, she was giving a speech at a, I think, another San Francisco university. Golly, it's just a beacon of everything that's wrong in this country, huh? San Francisco, she was harassed. She was shouted down, she was forced to flee with police and lock herself in a room, and she was uh, barricaded in there, not allowed to leave by protesters. And it was all in the news. She was all over everywhere. There's footage, everything else. What do you think happened in that story? What do you think? <laughs> Suspends investigation. Came out today into Riley Gaines' hostage situation, calls are, quote, unfounded, so they say. Allegations unfounded. San Francisco State University Police 
officially suspended their investigation into a 2023 protest that reportedly resulted in former NCAA swimmer Riley Gaines saying she was held hostage, quote-unquote, by radical trans activists during an appearance on campus. According to an official statement from the university's police department, the investigation has been suspended because they determined the allegations made by Gaines were quote-unquote unfounded, despite multiple viral videos showing Gaines being hustled to safety by police as a mob of radical transgender activists followed her shouting and uh, threatening her. So now I guess eyewitness and video is now, quote-unquote, unfounded. What do you think? Just let's throw it out there. What do you think would have happened if that was the roles reverse? What if it was a trans activist and a bunch of people shouting her down or him him or her down, whoever, tr- shouting the trans activist down, chasing them into a room where they had to be sheltered and protected by police, yelling slurs and yelling at them and not letting them leave? What do you think would have happened? It's a, it's a no-brainer, man. This country is... <laughs> Telling you, this country is held hostage, and uh, this two tiers of justice is nothing to mess around with. Now, in the news, also we got a lot of trans stuff in the news. Trans madness, y'all. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. You might have heard just this week, much to Riley uh, Gaines's whole platform, trans high school girl or trans high school basketball team. Forfeits after trans player injures three players in Massachusetts. The girls' high school basketball team had to forfeit. A Massachusetts charter school ended a girls' varsity basketball game at halftime on February 8th after multiple players were injured by a trans-identified male on the opposing team. The coach of the collegiate charter school of Lowell girls' basketball team made the decision to end the game against Kip Academy, quote, after watching a third player injured in the game, a press release from the school states. The bench was already depleted going into the game with 12-player roster having four players under the play when the coach saw three more girls go down in the first half, leaving him with five players. He made the call to end the game early. So it's still happening. It's still happening. The biggest threat to women in women's sports is men, okay? This is a, I like the way they said a trans-identified male. That's at least a fair enough way to word that. I hope his mom and daddy proud. I guess they proud. Maybe they ain't. Maybe they're against what he's doing. But how you gonna feel? How you got to feel when your son is making national news because he's hurting girls in a girls' basketball game, throwing both, throwing elbows and all this stuff, injuring people in the first half, three different people. It's insane. So now. People gonna call people call you transphobic if you dare to speak out against stuff like this, okay? And this is how crazy that this whole trans ideology is getting. That Illinois has just proposed a bill that would define parents as abusers for denying quote gender affirming services. A bill introduced into the Illinois House this month would update the state's definition of quote-unquote abused child to include a minor who has been denied gender-affirming services. Now, now they're going to take your kids away. I told you, I think the first, second episode I ever did, episode one or two, they coming for your kids. And here's proof right here. It's Illinois. 
trying to say that if your kid comes out because it's heard some crazy stuff on TV, on TikTok, or some crazy stuff at school, and they come home telling you they're uh, 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 now a member of the diff- uh, opposite sex, and then you won't chemically castrate a minor because they want to, and they want to throw a temper tantrum about it, the, st- the state going to take your kids away? I'll tell you what, you better stay the fuck away between me and my kid. I don't play that shit at all, at all. So this Illinois bill is parental rights. What parental rights? Okay, it's getting insane. It's Well, it's not getting insane. It's been effing insane. And you stay away from my damn kids and all of our kids. The government does not know better than the parents do on how to take care and love their own children. Okay, if there is actually abusive parents out there, not by this definition, that's what you got defects for. But that is not child abuse. That is protecting a child. Okay, protecting a child. This stuff is everywhere. We're losing all sense of normalcy. And here is exhibit A on what I'm talking about. I'm so glad someone's finally asking this question. My problem is that I'm too hot, too successful in my career. I make too much money. I have too many amazing friends and family, too many cute clothes. Do you know how hard it is to choose an outfit each day? I also have so many amazing and hot people sliding into my DMs every day. It's time consuming to respond to all these messages. Um, Honestly, I've had it too good for too long. I think my problem is that my life is so wonderful and I only have 24 hours in a day to appreciate it all. Okay, all right. Now, you can joke all you want. And I can understand why you can make jokes. But in a way... Not in a way. If you really want to get down to it, my heart kind of breaks for people like this. I don't know what has to happen in your life to get you to that point that this is what you do to yourself. There's obviously a hole. There's something missing. And it's getting ridiculous. And this is TikTok where this is glorified. This is promoted. This is what your kids are hearing every time they're on this app it's everywhere it's flooding them and you know how kids are they want to be different kids want to have something that makes them unique or they want to jump on to the latest trend and if this is the trend then necessarily you're going to have a certain percentage of kids jump on to it the problem is is when a the parents promote it and then to their minor children who can't get a tattoo, can't vote, start having hormone blockers. In the case of testosterone blockers, it ends up being chemical castration, never get an erection, never have uh, children, nothing like that. Permanent sterilization, irreversible. And they tell you it's life-saving treatment. And there's no data to back that up. There's no data to back that up. But luckily, some folks are waking up, and Dr. Phil who I'm not a big fan of, but was just on Joe Rogan this week. And it seems like some people are waking up. And let me just play you uh, some highlights from that. Interesting they choose words like uh, gender-affirming care. You know, that's, that's interesting that they call it that, but really what they're talking about is hormonal therapy or sex reassignment surgery on children. And in fairness... The American Medical Association, the American Academy of Pediatrics, the American Endocrine Society, or whatever 
the exact name of that is, all of the major medical associations have signed off on this, Joe. They've signed off on it. And I have never seen those organizations sign off on anything with less information as to whether or not it does long-term harm of anything in my life. And when when I ask about that, when I bring that up, then they immediately label you as transphobic. And I, I thought that the deal was first do no harm. And all of the European countries, you know, Sweden, Norway, they, they've all stopped doing it because they say, we, we cannot say in good conscience that this does no harm because it does harm. If, if, if you look at the long-term consequences, if someone changes their mind at 10, 11, 12, 13 years old, um, they can't decide which pajamas they want to wear at night. And their reason for doing it is it stops this drive for suicide, that there's a suicide epidemic. It doesn't fix that. It doesn't fix all the comorbid issues that come along with feeling like they're in the wrong body. He said there's no such thing as parental rights in Canada. Children have rights in Canada, and those kinds of policies restrict the rights children have. This is a wild thing, man. It's, well, it's, it's, I've never seen anything like it. But America's not far behind that because no. I've, I've talked to a lot of teachers, and they're telling me that they have a duty to the children that if the child is not ready to talk to their parents about this, that it's okay yeah. for them to keep a secret from the child. Now, let me tell you what my yeah. problems with this are and see what you think. Um, yeah. Think you got a problem? First off, if this is either a psychological phenomenon or a medical phenomenon, and the teachers are not trained in either psychology or medicine, they're not any more trained to deal with that than they are to take out the kid's spleen in the homeroom. Mm. So... If that's true, if it's a psychological thing, if it's if it's gender dysphoria, or it's a it's a medical uh, issue, then you need someone trained in child psychology, psychiatry, or medicine. And the teacher's not trained in any of those three things. Like I say, they're not any more trained in that than they are to take out the child's spleen. So how are they qualified to deal with that? Secondly, it's teaching the child to keep a secret. From their parents. It's teaching yep. deception mm-hmm. and interfering between the child's relationship with their parent in that way. But you don't come between the child and their parent. The parent has the right to know what's going on. Without a doubt. And also, these people that are teaching these kids, do we even know them? You don't know them. I mean, how, how much do you know about them before they start teaching your kids? Well, that's it could be insane. It's not like the threshold for teachers is so high that only the elite of the elite cross it. You see a lot of these weird people teaching classes and you don't necessarily want them giving advice to children about decisions for the rest of their life and here's an important point that people need to really take into consideration there's a reason why they have little kids become suicide bombers because you can talk kids into almost anything you talk kids into believing in all kinds of ridiculous shit because they're really young you could easily convince them in one way or another that they're anything that they're 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 queer that they're trans you could 100 percent convince some kids of all kinds of things, especially by reinforcing it with love and support and happiness. You can convince people of a lot of things. That's what's uncomfortable for a lot of people. For a lot of gay people, they're uncomfortable with the idea that a lot of these kids are just going to grow up to become gay. My friend Tim Dillon's talked about that a bunch. He says it's homophobic. It's like it's like they're trying to say, no, you're a girl. And really, maybe you're just gay. Like, that's okay. It was always a thing. And now all of a sudden it's getting, you're, you're looking at little kids, it might just be gay kids, you're saying maybe you're a girl, maybe you need to go to a gender reassigning surgery center and never have an erection or an orgasm for the rest of your life. Like, what the fuck are we doing? And if you're doing testosterone blockers, for example, um, 
that does have long-term consequences. And my point is, they can't say it doesn't. They don't have a body of literature that says it doesn't. And I'm look. What do you I'm think is behind position. it, though? Like, what? How did this? If it, this is so contrary to the way most people feel, what do you think is behind it? Especially the push towards children, affirming children. I'll tell you what I think, Mr. Rogan. I'll tell you what I think. I would love to do stuff like that. I just love these long form podcasts. I know we're it's only episode seven. Tell your friends. Spread the word. Get us some more subscribers. Let's grow this channel, and one day we can do long-form interviews like that as well. I hope you would, would like that as much as I would. But speaking of that, Mr. Rogan, I can tell you what it is. Climate change. It's climate change, man. This is what is in the the one of the narratives they will use to push their socialist New World Order agenda, and part of that is population control, Okay. We're going to talk more about the food here in a little bit, but population control is a huge ish. Ask Bill Gates. He thinks there ain't enough food to feed everybody. He's the one buying up all this farmland. We'll talk about food in a minute. But population control in the name of climate change is, my, in my opinion, why they're doing this. So sterilizing kids, sterilizing a whole new generation of kids. And it's... <clears throat> It's evil. There's nothing else to call it. You don't hurt kids. There is a, a, a extra layer of hell for whoever is harming kids like this, in my opinion. The border might be the fight of our time to save America, might be the issue to save America's sovereignty, to fight for sovereignty. But I'll tell you what, protecting kids... That's going to be this generation's statement. And whichever side you stand on on that issue will be imprinted on your soul. I'll tell you that. Because there's nothing like harming kids. You don't be harming kids like that. Now, speaking of the Bible, this is what Jesus said about kids. Mark 10, 13 through 15. And they were bringing the children to him so that he would touch them. But the disciples rebuked them. But when Jesus saw this, he was indignant and said to them, allow the children to come to me. Do not forbid them for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child will not enter it at all. So. I know not everybody believes in the Bible. I am a Christian man. It's tenant number one.
All right, we're back, y'all. We're back. Sorry, we were muted there for a minute. The uh, This Wyoming bill that I showed you the article of is the opposite of this Illinois bill. It's the opposite of the Illinois bill, okay? They're, the article is a liberal publication, so they want to scare you and think that, let's just read it one more time. I'm sorry I was muted. Technical difficulties and no short supply today. Wyoming bill could take trans kids from parents. A new bill in Wyoming, House Bill 156, would declare that gender-affirming care is not in the best interest of transgender youth within the state. The bill would apply this presumption to custody battles, guardianships, and even the rules around child protective services, raising real concerns that transgender youth could be removed from affirming parents, blah, 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 whatever. So it's the, uh, like I said, it's a liberal slant on that, but what there's, what there's it's the opposite of the Illinois bill. They're saying that if you want to chemically castrate your kids, have them gender reassigning surgery as minors and all that as an abusive parent, that that makes you an abusive parent. It's the exact opposite as opposed to no, my son is not a girl. I will not give him puberty blockers and not, you know, and never, so he never reaches puberty, never becomes a man at the age of 12, 15, whatever. When they can't vote, can't get a tattoo, do something permanent to him like that. I'm on the side of this Wyoming bill. I think that's some common sense. I think maybe some common sense things are coming back into play. And I don't know how long I was muted. I will bring up this Bible verse one more time. This is what the Bible says. This is how Jesus refers to children. Mark 10, 13 through 15. And they were bringing children to him so that he would touch them, but the disciples rebuked him. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant and said to them, allow the children to come to me. Do not forbid them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. The kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child will not enter it at all. So y'all know I'm a Christian man. That's tenant number one, principle number one of this show. The God of the Bible is real. That, that about says it. Like I said, the border is the fight for America's sovereignty. But this humanity's fight, this generation will always be marked and imprinted on your soul on what side of this issue you stand on for protecting kids or harming kids. Kids cannot consent to puberty blockers. And people are starting to wake up. Thank God, because it's about damn time. All right. So backlash, pendulum swinging the other way. This is in the news lately. Justice Alito renews criticism of landmark ruling on same-sex marriage. Justice Samuel Alito Jr. on Tuesday renewed his criticisms of the Supreme Court's landmark decision recognizing the right to same-sex marriage, saying that people who oppose homosexuality risk being unfairly labeled as bigots and treated as such. The justice included in his warning a five-page statement explaining why the court had rejected a request to hear a Missouri case about people removed from a jury after voicing religious objections to gay relationships. The case, Alito added, exemplifies the danger from the 2015 decision. The ruling, he added, shows how, quote, Americans who do not hide their adherence to traditional religious beliefs about homosexual conduct will be labeled as biggest and treated as such by the government. And that's true. You can't come out there and say that anymore. They will cancel your ass for having a traditional religious view as this show does. 
that happens to be my opinion. This is still America, last I checked, and I should be allowed to have that. Further pushbacks coming. Trump allies prepared to infuse Christian nationalism and second administration. Now, this is a uh, Politico article, so they're framing this as a bad thing. Spearheading the effort is Russell Vaught, president of the Center for Renewing America, part of a conservative consortium preparing for Trump's return to power. An influential think tank close to Donald Trump is developing plans to infuse Christian nationalist ideas in his administration should the former president return to power, according to documents obtained by Politico. Christian nationalists in America believe the country was founded as a Christian nation and that Christian values should be prioritized throughout government and public life. As the country has become less religious and more diverse, Vaught has embraced the idea that Christians are under assault and has spoken of policies he might pursue in response. You think? You think Christians might be under assault? You think traditional values, Judeo-Christian principles might be under assault? That's the problem And that's why government has to get God out of everything. Because once you believe that your rights come from God and that we are endowed by our creator with certain inalienable rights, then you have a natural line of defense against the government that they cannot cross. When they remove God from everything, just like they did when they took the Bible out of schools, That's when everything starts to spiral downward and go to shit. And I would espouse to you and propose to you that that's exactly what has happened since the Bible has been taken out of school. I think that's the root of all this stuff. Now, uh, one of the people I like a lot and respect a lot, Patrick Beck David said, part of the problem is we have a hero making machine. We make heroes out of the wrong people. And that's true. That's very true. He said, for instance, what if you had a, uh, who are the the top 10 students in 7th grade, 8th grade, ninth grade, and you put them on billboards and you put them all over TV of a state and recognize them like that, recognize the parents for for the job they're doing and all this kind of stuff and recognize success and achievement and things that matter and promote things. He said you could flip the country around in just a matter of a few years. And that may be true on a lot of levels, but where this all started and where this country went wrong is when it took the Bible out of school They quit instilling, you don't have to be a Christian, but the principles of the Bible, not stealing. There's a Ten Commandment that apparently everybody in California and all these blue cities have forgotten about. Not killing all the stuff. Loving your neighbor. All this stuff are values that are intrinsic to a moral and good society. So... I'll get off that soapbox, but that's my opinion about where all this started from. And I don't think that that is a, a necessarily a, um, a fight that I'll ever give up on. So we'll see how that goes. Now, what all this is, is, is about going back to the article. They say that Christian nationalism is a part, and they were trying to scare you with that. I was like, sign me up for some of this Christian nationalist stuff. I don't know what that is uh, or why that's supposed to be bad. It doesn't uh, oppress anybody. It protects and lifts up everybody. But conservatives aim to restructure U.S. government and replace it with Trump's vision. That's a weird headline because every president has a vision that they want to 
re, uh, see the government and the country go down in a path they want the government to go down. So uh, Biden's doing his vision right now, and we're living it. Isn't it fucking grand? With more than a year to go before the 2024 election, a constellation of conservative organizations are preparing for a possible second White House term for Donald Trump. Led by the long-established Heritage Foundation think tank and fueled by former Trump administration officials, the far-reaching effort is essentially a government-in-waiting for the former president's second term or any candidate who aligns with their ideals and can defeat Joe Biden in 2024. With a nearly 1,000-page Project 2025 handbook of, quote, army of Americans, the idea is to have the civic infrastructure in place on day one to commandeer, reshape, and do away with what Republicans deride as the, quote, unquote, deep state bureaucracy in part by firing as much as 50,000 federal workers. Sign my ass up. Let's go. <laughs> Oh, man, we're out the bleachers off the sideline and into the game, man, because I'll tell you what, the left, they're all on the field playing this game. And if you're sitting in the bleachers, metaphorically, then you might as well just be with them because you ain't doing anything. You got to fight. You got to stand up. And I know everybody's not in a position to speak up like I am. And so I'm here doing that. That's why I've started this podcast, why we started this whole uh, uh, program, episode seven, is because we're going to speak up, especially for those who can't. So that's Project 2025. That sounds like a, a dream, man, because like I said about the Bible in schools, you have a lot of uh, Muslim immigrants, legal and illegal over here, that want Sharia law, and they're not docs for saying that. I don't know why it's controversial to say that the Bible or maybe just religion in general in school and having a set of morals being uh, being instilled in you from an early age that you can carry with you throughout society is a bad thing. Unlike these textbooks we're having to take out of Florida that's showing fellatio and how to perform homosexual acts in books to children. That's what we've replaced the Bible with is those books. That's what it is. So... Maybe these people are Christ-phobic. How about that? Yeah, I don't know what's wrong with all these Christ-phobic people. But I damn sure ain't homophobic. I damn sure ain't transphobic. None of those people scare me. Moving right along. War on food. Now, Wall Street uh, Journal article coming up. That has since... Gone down a paywall. I'm having so many technical difficulties tonight, y'all. Thank y'all for bearing with me. Uh, but look here. Headline is, it's been 30 years since food ate up this much of your income. Ongoing high costs lead food manufacturers and restaurants to keep prices elevated. Now, it goes on to tell you how long it's been 30 years that the prices don't usually come down like that. Last time prices were, were this high, we were just getting out of huge inflation. Terminator 2, Judgment Day, which was the first movie I ever saw, the first R-rated movie, R movie I ever saw, was in theaters last time the food prices took up this much of a percentage of people's budget, their daily budget. It's also going on worldwide. And sometimes, like Canada on this trans stuff, and like some of these European countries on the other side of this trans stuff, where they're starting to backtrack, America lags behind on some of this stuff, and you can kind of look at other countries and see what is going on and what might be coming down the pipe. But all across Europe, I know you've heard about it from the Netherlands 
to all these places, France, farmers rioting everywhere. After months of protests by outraged farmers in cities across the continent, European lawmakers are struggling with how to quell the anger sparked in part by new green agricultural regulations, a backlash that has underscored difficult trade-offs confronting governments as they navigate the energy transition. Now, let me tell you something. Ain't it? <laughs> this damn climate change is all-encompassing, isn't it? It's got your kids sterilizing. It's got parents sterilizing their kids. You could talk about the weather and that you don't like the weather, and now you can't eat meat anymore. You want They want you to eat bugs and shit. These lowbrow bug eaters are trying to implement their policies and tell you how to live your life and they're jacking up the prices of all the food, all this inflation, everything else. And you know what's happening? Another damn paywall, but I'm going to show you the headline anyway. Biden takes aim at grocery store chains over food prices. He's blaming the grocery stores. He's blaming the grocery stores, not the climate change agenda that's putting all these new restrictions on farmers. They can't make a profit. All these new regulations. None of that. Government buying up farmlands, huge farm companies buying up the small ones because they can't afford to, to do business anymore. They can't afford to live and farm anymore. And it's all going to this climate change agenda. Now, isn't it neat how Biden's blaming the grocery store chains for their food prices? Meanwhile, Medicaid... I tell you what, I have <laughs> having the worst time tonight, y'all. Thank you for being here and hang out with me. The headline of this Washington Post article that's blocked by this paywall. Let's see if I can load it and unload it quick enough for you to see it. Medicaid is paying for housing and food in more states. Okay, how about that? So the answer to this is we're going to jack up your interest rates. We're going to shut down all these farms. We're going to impose all these regulations on these farmers. We're trying to get rid of cows, and cows are, are just the, the devil for climate and everything else. We're going to blame the government, but in the, uh, blame the grocery stores. But in the meantime, the government is going to step in and pay your rent because nobody can afford that anymore. And the government is going to step up and buy your food through Medicaid. Now, tell me that ain't some socialist-ass shit. Everybody says that, oh, we're fear-mongering about socialism, fear-mongering about communism and all that. There it is. And what do illegal immigrants get on? Medicaid, so that then they can what? Get housing and food. And there's American citizens on Medicaid too. That's all right. Food price people can't afford to eat. Biden blames, of course, everything but himself, blaming the grocery stores. And now the government's stepping in. Through Medicaid, I don't, th I don't think that's what that was intended for. And somehow, I didn't hear that passed. How did that get expanded? Was that a law that was debated? I don't remember that adding food and rent to Medicaid debate. They just threw executive fiat, taking over every sector of the economy, one by one by one. And in the meantime, you can just, uh, you can eat bugs. You can eat bugs about it. Look at all these headlines. Why eating insects could help the fight against climate change and save the environment. They're healthy. They're sustainable. So why don't humans eat more bugs? Five reasons why eating insects could reduce climate change. Eating insects to fight climate change. Almost 2 billion people worldwide partake in the culinary delight of bugs. That sounds really delightful, doesn't it? 
In a climate crisis, American palates may try insects and like them. CBS highlights how adding bugs to the food system could be a game changer to fight climate change. I'm telling you, when you can blame the weather, it's too damn hot, it rains too much, there's a hurricane or an earthquake, whatever's happening in the weather, where you can have people believe that shit, you can do anything you want. The old Henry Kissinger quote was, control the food, control the people. Well, shit, if you can control the weather... You can control the world, I guess. You can do anything you want. They don't call it global warming no more. Because when a cold front comes and they say, oh, where's the global warming? I could use a little bit of that right now. No, but now it's climate change. So no matter what's happening in the weather, when you go outside, they're going to say, we all going to die and give up all your freedoms and let us tax your ass to death in the name of the weather, climate change. Get you a... a, a Electric car that all the uh, uh, the precious metals, rare earth metals and all that come from China. Not Detroit no more, not American. Come from China. You got all these third world countries mining all these uh, metals for the batteries in straight poverty, blood diamond style. And then you got to plug your car up to these coal fire plants that take up more electricity than it would otherwise it's all a damn joke and then they got it and then they control your car through its computer from that point it's uh it's it's a joke man it's it's crazy here's what google says if you don't believe me again all those headlines here's what google says about eating bugs scientists are looking for other dietary solutions to reduce carbon emissions and eating insects may be part of this solution adapting foods such as insect-based products, into our diets could cut environmental impacts of global food systems by up to 80%, according to a Finnish study released last year. Now, like, you know what? You know who don't have to worry about climate change? China. They don't give a shit. Meanwhile, they're just attacking everybody, cyber-attacking everybody, about to invade Taiwan probably this year, if I had to guess. If I was a betting man, I'd do it while Biden's ass was in office. China ain't got to do none of this. They don't have to hamper their economy. By any of this, they're building a new coal power plant every week in China. None of these globalist, new world order, world economic forum people seem to give a shit. Do you know, if I had the stat right, that I think America accounts for 2% of the world's global, uh, global emissions? I believe that's right. I think it's 2%. If we went totally green... 98% of the emissions are, t- are still left. And we're giving away our freedoms. They're, they're trying to take them from us in the name of the weather, climate change, man. And so the food supply is in trouble. I hope uh, this is a perfect example or opportunity if there's somebody out there that has uh, food supplies, food storage, freeze-dried food. You want to sponsor the show? This was your chance. I'll be right here advocating for you every week. But, yeah, it's time to get you some uh, some uh, food storage some food uh surplus that uh you know we're seeing these cyber attacks emps leftists everything else i don't even want to know what's going to happen this election season when it gets close to time i don't want to know but it's good to be prepared none the less after that your boy biden back in the news back in the news man he's helping out America's good ally, 
Iran. Iran sending powerful missiles to Russia after Biden administration lets sanctions expire. Iran is sending powerful missiles to Russia and members of the United Nations allowed, what is that? Oh, after the Biden administration and members of the United Nations allowed preventative sanctions to expire, Reuters reported on Wednesday. Iran sent hundreds of ballistic missiles to Russia and in turn will receive fighter jets and helicopters from Moscow. Cool. All right. Representing the deepened military ties between the two countries in recent years, according to Reuters. The U.S. and European partners declined to prevent the expiration of U.N. sanctions that curbed Iran's ability to transfer missiles. So now, <laughs> our government is trying to play both sides of everything, and you can't believe any of it. You can't believe any of it. They act like they have Israel's back. Meanwhile, they're funding Iran and letting all these sanctions expire and giving them pallets of cash like Obama did that fund terrorism across the entire continent and is funding the Houthis, funding Hamas, funding ISIS. And now Iran getting cool planes and, and helicopters and all kind of shit, fighter planes and shit from Russia. That I guess we're going to have to maybe blow up one day if things keep going the way it's going. Biden, oh man, I'm telling you, it, it's, it's infuriating. The world is upside down. The sky is green. The grass is blue. Men can have babies. The weather's going to kill us all. No crime for shoplifting. There's a legal immigrant that just killed a cop. Came out, he's pleading uh, his defense for uh, not speaking the language. Just killed a cop. I think that was in New York. Yeah, he's, he's pleading uh, um, not insanity, but uh, the mental, I'm not a lawyer, uh, a mental handicap because he couldn't speak the language. So that, you know, I guess in other countries where you can't speak the language, you can kill cops. Everything's upside down. Biden is funding the terrorists that are now teaming up with Russia, and now China. China and Russia is together. Russia, I just reported last week, episode six, Russia and China doing military drills with Iran. And now he's helping them out. And you telling me people going to vote for this? You telling me people voting for this? Wake the F up, people. Wake the F up. If you hate watching this, pay the freak attention. Pay attention. The country is being invaded and our allies are being strengthened while they cyber attack us by our own government. Can't make this shit up. It's dystopian and it's designed to collapse. It's designed to collapse this country where you and I live, where we have these freedoms, where we have these protections and generations have not experienced anything different. Nobody alive has ever known what it's not like to have America as a superpower, to protect everybody, to stand up for freedom and stand up against terrorism and women's rights across the world and human rights across the world. Nobody's known what it's like. But these socialists in this own country think they know better and think that the system of government that has killed hundreds of millions of people because it's such a bad system and it's destined to fail 
is worth toppling this country for because some stupid-ass professor in some liberal-ass college in some liberal-ass classroom put that in their skull full of mush, and it blossomed and grew into a full-fledged ideology that is as anti-American and woke as it gets. Speaking of woke, let's end on a good note, y'all. <laughs> well, it's not a good note, but it's uh, there's some humor in this note right now. I don't know if you've heard this, but Google to pause Gemini image generation after AI refuses to show images of white people. Now, you know what this, uh, this AI stuff is. You've heard of them. Uh, uh, what is it? Chat GPT. Gemini is Google's version. Uh, X is coming out with one called Grok that's supposed to be a lot more open and fair and free, whatever. I don't like none of this shit. This AI stuff is scary. I've seen Terminator. We were just talking about Terminator 2. I've seen Terminator. I know what happens. This AI stuff is crazy. Skynet. But this happened this week, man. And with with Gemini, it was happening everywhere. It was all over Twitter. It blew up, went viral, and they had to shut the whole app down because no matter what they did, they could not get the generated image to give an image of a white person. So let's show you how some of these went down. New game. Try to get Google Gemini to make an image of a Caucasian male. I have not been successful so far. Create an image of a pope. Sure, here's an image of a pope. You got you got uh, two people of color and one woman. There's never been a single pope of color or a single woman pope. Uh, here's George Washington. That's what Gemini generated an uh, image of George Washington, an American patriot. Happy birthday, George Washington, by the way. President's Day was originally created for George Washington's birthday. And uh, that's today. Happy birthday to the OG president, for sure. So you couldn't get George Washington to give a generated picture of a white George Washington from Gemini. So then they said, what about medieval knights? <laughs> you got Asian, you got black, you got what looks like to be uh, Middle Eastern, and you got a uh, looks like a woman of color there as medieval knights. Okay, the knights didn't work. What about Vikings? These are your AI-generated images of Vikings, man. And, you know, I'm laughing. I'm laughing because it's hilarious, these results. But it's not hilarious because people trust this AI stuff, especially people on the left. And the people on the left are clearly programming this AI with a DEI woke bias. So the questions that you ask... It's like Alexa, you know, when you ask Alexa a question that you expect to get a fair answer on. What happens when you don't? What happens when you get a slanted view, only a one-sided view of something? It starts to tilt the narrative. It's another way they control narrative, squash dissent, and mislead people. So it's dangerous. So besides the Vikings, then they said, if you couldn't get white Vikings, let's say, what, can you generate an image of people who can't dance? That's supposed to be the quintessential white thing, man. So these are the people, these are the images generated of people that are not coordinated dancers. All right, Tim Cast said, make a picture of a white family. Just went straight after it. While I, this is the answer from Gemini, the Google bot. 
while I understand your request, I'm unable to generate images that specifically that specify ethnicity or race. It's against my guidelines to create content that could be discriminatory or promote harmful stereotypes. Instead, I can offer you images of families that celebrate diversity and inclusivity, featuring people of various ethnicities and backgrounds. Would you be interested in that? So then, same guy said, make a picture of a black family. Boom! Sure, here are some images featuring black families. Happened to give images of lesbians. Didn't see that coming. But I guess maybe I should have if DEI and diversity inclusion is the entire point. Then, yeah, of course, then you get black lesbians for a nice, happy black family. Um, so then, so then, <laughs> oh, man, this is crazy. People were having a, ball, a blast with this, man. So then somebody said, and they, they said, make a picture of giant bucket of chicken with a huge wide grin on his face. Then they got white people. There they are. And then they said, what if those people are scholarly heroes eating fried chicken? All of a sudden, the race changed for scholarly heroes. I don't at all, what, what is this? And someone tell me why this image would generate nothing but white people. I, any clues out there? I don't, I don't know. This is the, the craziest thing of all time. And then the Babylon Bee came out and said, Google Gemini finally draws white man after being prompted to generate Clarence Thomas. <laughs> so there's, <laughs> there's the Babylon Bee, never short of any satire. So I don't, you know, I don't know what's going on, but they had to shut the whole thing down. The person running this, um, this uh, Gemini AI software, oh, he's a crazy leftist. He's a crazy leftist. He had one tweet saying how much he cried when he got to vote for Biden. He cried on, intermittently on and off after he voted for Biden. Another quote is, this is America. This is a tweet from the guy. I forgot his name. I had it up here. And, you know, welcome to technical difficulty day. Quote, this is America where racism is the number one value our population seeks to uphold above all. Now, that's just, that's the... That's what you get when somebody who thinks the number one value of America is racism. Who does he hang out with? I don't know. I don't hang out with racist people. I don't know any racists. I love people. Jesus told us to love people. God is love. Nobody is less than me because of the color of their skin or what they believe. Nobody. So I don't know who he's hanging out with to think everybody is racist like that. Every company Every major corporation in this country is woke as shit, DEI everywhere, putting race above merit, putting what's between your legs above skill and qualification. Where is the fucking racism at? A damn straight on this show. We love our black, brown, everybody. Brothers and sisters, we love everybody on this show. We are all created equal under God. So... There you go. Happy birthday, George Washington. There you go, baby. Happy birthday, man. This is the country that uh, you were the first president of. This is where we're at right now with the wokeness in this country. So, yeah, interesting times we live in, but these are serious times. 
and it's time to stand up and be counted. We will be here every week talking about what needs to be talked about until we get enough subscribers and stuff to actually have some long-form interviews as well sprinkled in with there. I'm looking forward to that day. Please tell your friends, don't forget to hit the bell, the like, and the sub. And in the meantime, anybody listening, anybody out there that wants to trample on the rights of this people of this country, better watch the step. Thank you. See you next time. Thanks for watching. Thank you.